0: Welcome aboard, Captain.
1: Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek IV, the voyage home, one minute at a time. I'm David Soker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's another fine week.
0: It is. Yes. And we're there. We are there. We are
1: uh, San Francisco? We are. Okay. Yes. I was born there. (laughs) Not really. What a coincidence. (laughs) Uh, So this is minute 37. This minute starts with uh, Spock telling uh, Kirk where some nuclear vessels can be found and uh, ends with Kirk uh, finishing... Uh, I don't think any of these people have seen an extraterrestrial before. Yep, yep. Um, it's pretty... this, is, this is a pretty okay minute, I guess. I don't know. It's set it's some context.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say I am sick to death of this bridge.
1: Um, there, yeah, there's definitely one part in this minute where I'm sort of annoyed by the bridge you're annoyed by the bridge. a little bit and um, <clears throat> so far they've done they've done pretty good by uh, special effects you know uh, you know sets all kinds of good stuff uh-huh. and the one negative i'm going to say i mean even the even the heads like the drug trip heads where i feel like they were done good okay uh, it's the moment kirk spins around And we see the view screen over San Francisco. Yeah. Looks so utterly fake (laughs) that I am like drawn out of the minute and realize that's totally a helicopter shot because it's like going like a different direction. Yeah. It's like two directions, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, it just totally looks like a movie running in the background. And I just feel like, ugh. Yeah. It just, it just, to me, it looks awful.
0: Yeah, I don't like when they've used the view screen as a window,
1: you know, Right, like,
0: yeah. It's just a window, right? Uh, and I'm not saying, I'm, and I'm talking in-universe right now, right? Not the, yes. not the special effect job. Right. Um, yeah, I, it, would, I guess, would you rather have seen like a tactical display, like a, you
1: know? Yeah, either either make this the shot, because at the beginning of the scene, of, of the minute, you do see a shot of them flying over San Francisco, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's like a two-second thing. Yeah. And it looks good. It looks, it looks pretty good. It's the scene in context where Kirk is in the foreground and you have Chekhov and Sulu in the background, and then you see this in the. It just, for some reason, it just looks so fake, and yeah. just looks so like the shot doesn't even look very good. It looks very fuzzy, and it looks like it's being projected on the screen. Yep. And and I just, it just takes me out of it, and it's like, ugh, really. Yeah, it's interesting what we have tolerance for because I agree with you.
0: The first shot, which is through the view screen. Yes, San Francisco. I'm like, yeah, all right, I buy it. But that second one is like, yep, no, it's not working. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's the direction change. Maybe it's
1: because the I I think it is. I think it's because you notice the direction change, but the ship clearly and and I think we always come up with this preconceived notion of and I think everyone does it. I'm not going to say everyone, but I think most people do this is that the view screen is the front windshield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think if you're looking at stuff, you are looking in a forward motion, so that's what you perceive. And then when you see it sort of go to the side, you're like, all right, that's weird. Well, you know what? I think I can explain
0: it away, buddy. Explain uh, it away. I think it's when uh, Chekhov and Sulu turn around to listen to Kirk. Oh, is that when the direction changed? happens? <laughs> that <It's 'cause laughs> they took their hands off the controls? <laughs> I don't uh, think it works like that. All right. Um yeah, I find has it been who's doing it now? I think Discovery, right? Star Trek Discovery. Yep. Um, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything here. It's they use the they have the view screen as a window concept, right? So they're always looking at the but window. I, but I do
1: think. like that. I like what they've done. Yeah, and I think they did that in
0: Abrams Star Trek 2 right? That's when they introduced it. The yeah. it's a window, but it has a heads-up display, and right. so they can Yeah, I do like that too. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. Concept, although it just makes me feel it, the the risk associated with that it just feels much riskier than having yep. it. You know, even though the bridge is always sitting at the top center of the dish, <laughs> it's just still risky. Um, having a big window, like look at us, we're right here. Go ahead and shoot right. your phasers <laughs> at. <laughs> um,
1: okay. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. So the minute. So yeah, the minute starts with the ending of the hallway. Uh, conversation between spock and um kirk which uh he basically had asked you know where can we find these reactors theoretically Mm -hmm. and uh, spock responds with nuclear power was widely used in naval vessels and then we um we switched to the bridge wait
0: wait stop so but we can't so this is the moment where i want to smack spock
1: okay (laughs) because
0: he says that oh, nuclear power is widely using naval vessels. And then he pauses a beat, and he raises his eyebrow
1: like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, uh, for as many times as I've seen it, I don't think I was focusing on, I just focusing on his words and then the switch to the...
0: No, I just feel like he's being so pedantic right now. Oh, like,
1: wow. I <laughs> had. Ne- I don't think I've ever, in the many viewings I have even the many times I have viewed this minute, that I have notice that holy cow right it's like i'm like oh kirk i I wouldn't blame kirk right now we just
0: smacked him like all right listen (laughs) can you give me a break here i know you know everything but you know don't treat me like i'm an idiot Uh, anyway (laughs) wow i i good uh that is
1: all right i feel vindicated so it wasn't just me imagining it. yeah that is fantastic i don't think i've Either that, or I've suppressed it somehow. But I don't think I've ever. Uh, yeah, uh, nuclear power was widely used in naval vessels.
0: Hmm. <laughs> like that's what that is.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so then we've switched to the, uh, and I'm assuming that time has elapsed here. Uh, because. Um, just traveled back in time like 300 years. ha <laughs> No, because they're – obviously they're in San Francisco and Sulu says, uh, hey, San Francisco, I was born there. Um, You're going to die there. You're going to die there. Uh, It's a universe. Um, And then McCoy says it doesn't look all that different, which this is my moment. Speaking of smacking people, that I totally want to smack McCoy. It totally looks different. Yeah. We saw two movies ago in Rathacon out of Kirk's window. The city looks nothing like this.
0: Yeah, there's no flying cars. There's no big, giant Starfleet buildings. and
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, that's the moment I was like, oh, my God. I, I Although I, I feel like McCoy redeems himself later in this minute. He's okay. Um, All right. So then Kirk is, you know, he's pointing at the, at the screen. He's like, uh, set us down in Golden Gate Park.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know what? I would like to see this. You know, his little pointing at. I would like to see a little montage of all the Kirk hand and finger gestures. You know, <laughs> uh, take us out that yeah. way. You know, yeah. all the he yeah. does a bunch of those, right? Of, of right. where he kind of waves his hand or waves his finger. Uh, and this is one of them. Set us down and wiggle, 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 Golden Gate Park. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle.
1: Uh,
0: yep. Uh, so that so presumably then Golden Gate Park still exists in the 23rd century, right? If
1: he's if he knows where he is, it is, yeah. It, yeah. 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 I wonder if Golden Gate Park is where uh, Starfleet headquarters is. Why do you say that? I don't know. Just just throwing that out there to see how if you take the bait. <laughs> uh, I uh, know. I think it's by Lombard Street. Oh, okay.
0: You think Lombard Street still in the 23rd century? Sure. Or they straighten that out. <laughs> uh, that was
1: terrible. Um, so Sulu says, I, sir, descending. And here's where I say time has had to have elapsed. Because after Spock says nuclear power was widely used in naval vessels, mm. um, <laughs> Kirk then, now is he doing this on the spot? He had to have had a discussion with either Spock, the crew, his Thank command you. team. Because he says he says, we'll divide into teams. And then he goes on to explain... The different teams, like, yep. is he thinking of this all on his own? Like, does he just come up with this on the spot and say, like, hey, we're going to divide into teams? You know, he had to have gone over this with Spock at, at a minimum. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because they all just sort of accept the orders as if, uh, you know, and, and I know the whole thing about orders and you got to follow orders and stuff like that. But no one, like, questions, like. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, you know, because his first thing is we'll divide into teams we'll or in checkoff are assigned to the uranium problem. Like no one questions and said, what do you mean the uranium problem? What are you talking about? Right. Like, right. Do, do they all know now the problem with the dilithium crystals? Like, does that have been explained to the crew? Like we're trapped here.
0: It's not. Uh, it's it's a great question. It's not answered in either the novelization by Vonda McIntyre or the comic book adaptation. It, it has the same kind of continuity, hallway conversation, direct to this. Although there's some interesting little um, tidbits, uh, extras in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yes, I agree with you, Dave, that, that time must have elapsed where they explained generally what they're going to be doing. Because um, otherwise, why the heck would, who are in checkout would be like, well, what the hell is the uranium problem?
1: Yeah, what do, what do you mean? Which
0: we should all, the audience should also be talking about what the hell is the uranium problem because that's the first
1: time uranium is mentioned in the movie. Right, like, Um, yeah, that was my second, that that was going to be my second note, is why did you switch talking it from photons, you know, to, why wouldn't you just say uh, are assigned to the dilithium crystal problem or the toxic photon problem or something like that? Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Vonda has it as you guys draw the uranium problem, right? So she lines up with the movie. And the comic says, Yahura uh, and Chekhov, you're assigned to the fission reactor problem. So at least that's mm. a little more, that's a little closer to the hallway right. conversation. Uh,
1: so a little inconsistency there, but yeah, I'll forgive it. Right. So then Chekhov says, yes, sir. And then uh, Dr. McCoy, you, Mr. Scott and Commander Sulu, Will convert us a whale tank, and his expression is exactly, I think, what I would be. Oh joy! <laughs> yes, yeah, very. It's a very human reaction.
0: Um, in the in the comic, uh, he says, uh, "I'm a I'm a doctor, not an oceanographer." <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so that's a good one. But uh, yeah, oh joy.
1: I think that should be one of our top fives on our uh, on Saturday morning trek is uh, our our, diff, our favorite five, top five favorite uh, McCoyisms. Okay. The uh,
0: damage, Jim. I'm a. I'm a
1: yeah, I'm a, yeah, not brick a bricklayer. Oh, <laughs> did you say bricklayer? I did. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, Jinx. <laughs> Obviously, that's uh, number one on both our lists. <laughs> I guess so. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, I have another, and I, I do want to talk about this. I'm going to roll back a bit to the, to, uh, Sure, sure. To, uh, uh, Sulu saying you know, San Francisco. Um, uh, what did they say? That? Did they say I was born there? Yeah, I was born there. Yeah, I was, I was born there. Yep. And in the, um, uh, Chekhov says, uh, oh, I thought you were born on Ganjitsu. And, uh, This is from the novelization. And Sue says, I was raised on Ganjutsu and a lot of other places. I never lived here more than a couple of months at a time, but I was born in San Francisco. Hmm. So that's interesting. I didn't
1: know. I assumed Ganjutsu was another planet.
0: Um, But uh, I did not know that about him. So there's my tidbit for the minute.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah. Interesting.
0: Uh, What else? What else we got going on?
1: So then uh, he explains while Captain Spock and I will attempt to trace these whale songs to their source.
0: Yeah, and I had a question, and then Uhura immediately answers it. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, I'll give you the bearings and the coordinates in a minute. Yep. Uh, so, what, why do they have to trace to the source? It seems like they're pulling the easy job.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. Well, we'll get there when we get there because I have questions about <clears throat> their tracing it to their source. Um, but yeah. Um, again, I, I think I said it last minute or the minute before, this is a five-minute movie if they don't have the dilithi- dilithium crystal problem. <laughs> they literally, obviously, Ohora has the coordinates to the, um, to the whales. They could have just zipped over, beamed the water in the things up kept them in a force field and zoom away yep um which right. which asked the question why didn't they park closer to the whales <laughs> is there was it not possible for them to park closer to the whales
0: you know it wasn't even discussed right because it was just like, it like kirk had a whim hey let's sit yeah. down in golden gate park um, right yeah why not just yeah why not just yeah, exactly park as close as you can park in the parking lot yeah uh, and yeah we don't know no one's no one's given us. We, we don't have an estimate yet we know how long we know how much time we've got before we run out of crystals but nobody has said how long they think it's going to take to get the photons or how long does it take to convert a whale tank or not right. even convert right create well, i don't want why did they use the word convert but it's to create a whale tank um uh, you know, what if it's like, Oh, it's going to take me three days to make a whale tank. Like, forget it, you know, right. Or, I need you to do it in 24 hours. Um, anyway, uh, it's the last, the last piece of the, te- the text, last bit of stuff from Kirk. Um, my matching was that in the trailer too, where he's, you know, uh, many of their customs will
1: Dallas take us by surprise. Um,
0: was that in the trailer,
1: or was it just... I think so, yeah. Um, just backing up a second, um, where we were talking about the Golden Gate Park and direction. Yeah. So uh, our friends over at uh, Memory Alpha have actually given us the location of Golden Gate Park to the uh, Cetacean Institute. Okay. Uh, so it says uh, the Institute was located on the shoreline of San Francisco Bay and housed the largest seawater tank in the world, home To the two humpback whales in captivity, a male and female named George Gracie. More precisely, it was located as being 15.2 kilometers at a bearing of 283 degrees (laughs) from the landing site of the HMS Bounty, which was in Golden Gate Park. So it was, you know, 15 15 kilometers away. That's a hike, man. Yeah. um, Interesting.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Seems like seems like far away, but I guess you know maybe just we need to land. Maybe just the priority is to land and stop using fuel, right? Right. We'll figure it out after. Uh, Have you ever thought going so now? I'm jumping back ahead. Um, Okay. You know, uh, customs will doubtless take us by surprise. Really, that's the. I mean, that's the. This is Terra Incognita. Yeah. Uh, And I mean customs taking us by surprise. I mean, that's essentially the setup for the fun of the movie. Yep. Uh, and, uh, but it's, but I did, I did get a kick out of, you know, um, none of these people have ever seen extraterrestrial before. And I, I've never really thought of Spock as an extraterrestrial.
1: Uh, well, cause he's humanoid. It'd be one thing if like, say from the animated series, like Lieutenant Eric's was there mm-hmm. with his third arm and his weird head or an, if it, it was an weirded. if it was an Andorian or mm-hmm. um, oh Klingon, you know, yeah, I don't, I agree with you on this. I, I find that the fact that they have simplified him to, and and I'm being totally, I, I <laughs> the fact that you you know, I, I know that they've used makeup to make Spock look. I don't know what color he, you know, he's, is he's, is he, did the makeup. I know they originally, they envisioned it. They wanted to be like red or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I green-ish? guess the make, yeah, it, it didn't come out right, but now it's like a yellow green kind of weird color on his face. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, does that make him look like an alien? Like, is it just, is it just the ears? I've always assumed it's just the ears. Like, cause I find and his, it,
0: I find his pallor. You only notice it every once in a while. Right. Yes. And I don't think in the movies they really even go there. I think it was more in the TV show that they made him, his skin color, look a little different.
1: Yeah, right. Um, and I know next minute we'll see, you know, how he handles that. But I, I, I agree with you that I don't know. I think the weirdest thing I think I would look at him would be the robe. <laughs> the robe not, yeah. not his ears. I think yeah. it would be the robe. I mean it... – <laughs> I guess in this day and age, in 2019, we see people with all kinds of things, whether it's tattoos, piercings, you know, the nose, the mouth, the tongue, um, tattoos on their face, you know, the hair, whether it's like in a mohawk or whatever. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't give it a second thought. Maybe that's what I'm thinking here is like if I had walked by or sitting next to someone on the, on the train in the morning and they had pointed ears, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, the guy's an alien. You know what I mean? Like You're that's not my. <laughs> and maybe in 1986 or whatever, maybe we would have. I I can't remember 1986 Dave thinking that a guy with pointed ears is is an alien. It'd be those two things that are on top of his head, and oh by the way, that his skin is bright sky blue. Right. That would be the tip off. Okay. So you, you'd more think, oh, that guy's got
0: pointed ears. I wonder what kind of birth defect yeah. that is.
1: He looks like an elf. Like that would be my first thought. Elf. You know? No, that's uh, don't cross the streams, man. <laughs> no, that's I'm just funny. saying, like real Dave. If real Dave had had come across a guy pointing nowadays, I I don't even think it's a thing because I think people do those sort of things to the you know they get the pointy ears and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Body like, modifications. and yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sure. I would not do that. I get a tattoo, that's about as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to okay. reshape my ears.
1: Well, I didn't want to tell you, Chris, but uh, this past Christmas, <laughs> that was my uh, gift from my wife. I haven't seen you in a while, so yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, uh, well, that's it. I think you just said, yeah, we've got to wait for the next minute to see
1: uh, Spock's answer to the extraterrestrial comment. Right. Oh. Yeah, so he sort of, yeah, Kirk comes up, and he just says, you know, yeah, so he, he he's, many of their customs will doubtless take a surprise. Surprise, it's foregone. And then he sort of, yeah, so he sort of stops, and then he sort of looks at everybody, and then they all sort of look at Spock, and he's like, <laughs> what? What? And then, yeah, it's a foregone conclusion that none of these people have ever seen an extraterrestrial before. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny. Um. ha 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 so
0: funny this movie
1: ha 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 you are funny I guess yeah I I don't do you (laughs) and I I guess I want to put this out to the you know to the listeners as well do you think just by his ears alone are we to assume that we would freak out at his appearance nope like I can't say I can't say that 2019 Dave would would think that I don't know about 1986, Dave. Maybe, but okay. I doubt it.
0: Yeah, I think he would just get a head turn. Right? You'd be like, "What did? What is up yeah. with that dude?" What's up the bowl cut. Yeah. 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 What's anyway? up? yeah. It's Those burns.
1: <laughs> Those burns.
0: I do love the burns, though, buddy. Told you, I want to do that someday.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll support you, Chris.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Well, uh, then. Uh, I don't know anything else this minute. Do you? I do not. All right. Great. We're getting there though. Yeah. I feel like we've been saying that for like the past few weeks. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if you've got more for this minute, uh, you should head over to uh, get a Facebook account if you know what Facebook is. And uh, once you're on the Facebook, join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation. And you can share with us your thoughts about this minute or the whole movie or any Star Trek stuff in general. Uh, there's a whole bunch of us out there. Love to, love to, love to hear your thoughts. Um, so... Uh, get on that, and uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday, talking about Minute 38 of The Voyage Home, here at Star Trek Minute.
1: Bye now. Goodbye.